The Nashville Predators are embarrassed yet again on their home ice. And folks, things seem to be getting worse and worse at Bridgestone Arena with each passing game. How on earth does Nashville fix this moving forward? We'll talk about it today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Lockdown Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Lockdown Predheads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys, and we appreciate the support you give us week in and week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio. My partner in crime, Ann Kimmel, has the day off. Do want to mention today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. On today's show, another embarrassing performance in Smashville for the Nashville Predators. Andrew Burnett thought he called this uh, start the worst he's seen on the home ice so far. A 5-3 loss to the Anaheim Ducks, but don't get that two-goal difference twisted. This was a game in which the Ducks absolutely controlled from start to finish. That score is nowhere as close to how outplayed the Nashville Predators were in this game. It's also another bad loss on home ice. And folks, the Nashville Predators are flirting with something that they haven't achieved since the year 2001. We'll talk about that. And how do the Predators fix this? Moving forward, is it time for some drastic changes in Smashville? All topics that we will cover on today's recap episode. But first, let us walk through the game last night. If you missed it, oh boy, it it got bad very fast. Ryan Strom uh, got the first goal for Anaheim just um, 11 minutes into the game. It came after a Predators uh, power play. Strom had the penalty, came out of the box, breakaway on UC Saros. Uh, then we had a goal from Frank Vetrano. Weird shot, kind of bounced in off a couple different people. Vetrano got credit for it. Mason McTavish scored on the power play, a tough angle shot. All of this was in the last uh, 10 minutes of the first period. So all of a sudden, Preds down 3 nothing. Things didn't get any better in the second period. Another bad shot gets deflected past UC Saros. Troy Terry with this one. That's 4 nothing Anaheim. And then in the third period, Radko Gudis stopped on a breakaway, but the Preds couldn't clear the puck. Gudis got it back and scored a wraparound past Saros. That made it 5-0. The Preds did come back late. Alexander Carrier with a good shorthanded goal, and then a little bit of an energy line push. Phil Tomasino uh, scored to make it 5-2, thanks to a good play from Michael McCarron, uh, and then another good play from Michael McCarron. Set up Denis Gurionov with just under a minute left. So Preds, a good push at the end, but still nowhere as close to where they needed to be. 5-3, the final score. 
One word to describe last night's game for me, Griswold Vacations. I'm talking about the Griswolds from the Vacation franchise, uh, Vacation, Christmas Vacation, Vegas Vacation, whichever movie you want to hone in on, it's they're all pretty much the same plot. Clark means well. He's planning this big, elaborate vacation for his people. And then things just start slowly but surely going wrong one at a time. Uh, yeah, they, they have their little tires stolen in East St. Louis, which reminds you never to steal in East St. Louis and Christmas vacation. Uh, you know, they don't have the right tree you know, or just it's too big. It pops off. The bonus doesn't come. All these little things happen. And you can see Clark just trying to hold things together, stay positive despite all of these obvious setbacks. But then by the end of the movie, when just everything keeps going wrong, frustration sets in that's when he punches uh wally the moose that's when he just goes on an absolute tirade uh hallelujah holy blank where's the tylenol in christmas vacation that seems to be what happened with the predators last night they were saying all the right things they were doing everything right on the ice after some of these bad goals uh, but as the game went on and the more they were stonewalled by uh, Doskal uh, on one end uh, and the more just strange goals got past Soros, you could see the frustration in Nashville start to pick up. You see Philip Forsberg uh, just start kind of ignoring the puck and just start going for massive hits. Ryan McDonough, who's somebody who's, you know, even killed good stay at home defender, but not like a, you know, dirty guy just started at two occasions, just tried to line guys up for just huge Nicholas Cronwall esque hits. Uh, and it's funny enough that Michael McCarron who gets frustrated himself lands a big hit uh, on one of the ducks players, knocks him off his block. And that's what wound up setting up uh, the Preds second goal. Uh, if the Predators hadn't scored that goal, it seems like there might've been some blood boiling over there. Um, at the end of that game but frustration is the name of the game for the nashville predators you can see it on the ice you can hear it in their post-game comments afterwards you can see just andrew burnett you know it's funny i noticed in the post-game press conference burnett you know at some point smiling and it's kind of like the more you know it, it's just sort of like the the it not and it's not like a happy smile it's like the smile that mike babcock used to give uh, before he just absolutely went off on people. It's like that little smile, uh, you know, Nicki Minaj does before she just gets into like a verse, absolutely ob obliterating a fellow rival, like the full, like, <laughs> I'm coming after you. And that, and that seems to be Burnett's take on this team right now. You know, somebody asked him after that Calgary game, it's like, Hey, was, was this a wake up call? And he said, Nope, that wake up call should have come weeks ago. And then after, you know, the, this game last night, we heard from Burnett. He's like, you know what? I think this game, I think the start to this game was the worst one we've had yet. Things are getting worse for Nashville over these last few games. And that is a trend. We've talked so much about each big loss maybe being a wake-up call. For the Predators, maybe they need to do some adjusting. Maybe they need to do a few things different. Uh, Burnett has echoed that. The players have said it's like this is this is kind of our wake up call. We need to get better. Like it, it starts now. 
But not only is the wake-up call not coming, but it seems like the Predators are actively getting worse. And that, that more than anything, I think should scare Nashville fans about this recent trend. Um, and, and it's not good. Um, and it's especially jarring on home ice. And that's something that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Uh, what has been the problem at home for Bridgestone Arena? That's it, it, Bridgestone Arena, such a vaunted place, one of the toughest road environments for teams to come to in the NHL. The Preds just haven't been good at home this year. And there's some historical context to how jarring their record is at home this year. We'll talk about that in just a second. Plus, how do the Predators fix this moving forward? All topics that we'll cover coming up today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. First, though, want to mention today's episode, again, is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is in the books. Playoffs are just getting started. And even if your team's not in it, Sorry, Titans fans. You can still get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right. All you have to do is put 5 bucks down and you can get $150 in bonus bets win or lose. It's all an app that is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like the live same game parlays. You can find bets in FanDuel's new Explore tab, or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. And of course, you can bet on odds, player props, like how many passing yards is Jared Goff going to have this weekend or how many rushing yards uh, will Lamar Jackson have uh, and, and more like Moneyline in the spreads. So whatever you want to bet on, FanDuel's got you covered. Go check out their deals right now. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a chip shot field goal. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Today's Lockdown Predators podcast, we are talking about the Preds. 5-3 loss to the Anaheim Ducks, a loss that might as well have been 9 nothing to Anaheim at that point. That's, I think, how disappointed the Preds were uh at this game the the jarring thing for the preds is another bad start on home ice uh they're down three nothing to the anaheim ducks remember the last home game played played before then was against the calgary flames in which they went down four nothing in the first period these first period starts uh seem to be getting worse and worse the effort just isn't there the coordination just isn't there um, and the Predators are starting to notice Gustav Nyquist. Oh, you could hear the frustration in his post-game press conference last night. Let's take a listen. I mean, this. I mean, we, we should we should hopefully have this keep this feeling, this pissed-off feeling um, that we don't seem to get early enough at home in home games. I find, um, you know, we make a push in the end, but it's too late. Um, that's got to be right off the bat. So, so hopefully we can keep this feeling going into next game. Not just a feeling, a pissed off feeling. That's how the Preds are feeling right now. And I think that's how a lot of the fan base is feeling right now too. And here's the thing about the Predators at Bridgestone Arena. This used to be automatic wins, for, for lack of a better term. 
I mean, you think about it. They had 32 wins out of 41 games all the way back in 2006. Like you go through like the historical records and they're like, you know, 28 and nine plus whatever the overtime loss difference is. And, you know, they're, they're getting like 20 and 30 wins a year at Bridgestone arena, regardless of how well they do on the road. And that's just always sort of been the environment at Bridgestone arena. This is Smashville. This is where this is like the, the one of the toughest places to play for road teams in the NHL. This is where really good teams like those early 2000s Red Wings teams, those Blackhawks teams of the 2010s, the, the Kings, the, the, the Blues, the Stars, the Avs, all of these vaunted teams would come and play some of their worst hockey of the season. They would get hung up by this, you know, this rabid fan base that fuels these on-ice players, that fuels this scrappy underdog team that skated fast, that hit, that made it difficult for the other team to gain any inch of ice. And in return, that team fueled the Predators fan base and Smashville to get even more crazy, to get even more vaunted to make it even a tougher place to play. And that has been the reputation of Smashville since the beginning of this franchise. And that's just not there this year. You know, the, the Preds are losing games, are taking the crowd out of games before everybody's even had a chance to sit down and finish their first beer. Predators, 12 and 11 this year. They've lost five of their last six at home. Here's some historical context to that. Uh, the Predators one loss away from getting to a 500 points percentage at Bridgestone Arena. The Predators haven't finished below 500 points percentage since 2001. 2001 was the last time that the Predators finished with uh, basically more losses than wins and over and overtime points and and all that. 2001, even the year in 2013, the year the Predators finished with the fourth worst record in the NHL. They were 11 nine, they were 11 9 and 4 at Bridgestone Arena. So even in their worst of years, they had a pretty good home record. So this is getting into unprecedented territory. This is possibly on pace for maybe the worst home season in since 2001, since Shrek was in theaters, for God's sakes. And it's it's frustrating, and it is just making Nashville sort of a whatever place at this point. You know, the, the crowd is out of it because of these poor starts. By the time the Predators came back and scored those three goals uh, last night against Anaheim, the building was pretty much empty at that point. And even like the goal celebrations were, you know, tepid at best. Like, it's not like the crazy things you like look at. It's just it, that kind of stuff just takes the home ice advantage that Nashville's had for so many years completely out of the equation. And it, it's sad. And I know there's other factors with that. I know that there's kind of been fan base frustration for a long time. Uh, regarding attendance and and you know ownership and the long fans, I know that's a part of it. But at the end of the day, if this team wins, if this team is exciting to watch, if this team goes in and puts on that exciting brand of hockey that they did, you know, for for the past two decades, then those fans come back. Then that energy comes back to Bridgestone Arena, regardless of the situation 
with any other, you know, factors surrounding the team. So, you know, this is on the Preds. The Predators need to come out in these home games and play better. They need to come out and play with energy. They need to come out and give the home crowd something to be excited for because their energy on the ice isn't there and that's seeping into the crowd. And likewise, that crowd frustration is seeping into the Predators locker room and you're having a very not fun situation at home. Predators have three remaining home games before the all-star break, all against playoff teams. You got the Islanders this Saturday, then the Florida Panthers, who are one of the East's best teams right now, uh, and then the LA Kings, who very well could be Pacific Division frontrunners right now. They're up there with Vancouver in terms of talent. So it's not going to be an easy road. The Predators do have six of their next eight games on the road. So maybe this road trip is a chance to kind of just get out of your old routine, go out, you know, just spend some time on the road, focus on hockey, focus on, you know, the warm-ups, focus on the morning skates, the practices, bonding with the team and maybe, you know, switching up the routine a little bit. And maybe if they can do that and sort of get themselves back focused on the ice, maybe that turns around their play and in return Maybe that turns around how they're performing at Bridgestone Arena. Uh, there's still one shout out from last night's game that I do want to point out. Uh, somebody who I did think played a really good game in tough circumstances. Uh, plus the million dollar question, how do the Nashville Predators fix this moving forward? It's a tough question and one we're going to tackle coming up in just a little bit. First, though, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We have a lot of fun here talking about sports, uh, and some of us like to use sports as an escape from real life, but that's not an excuse not to be prepared for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. It's tough thinking that you or your family member could get sick while a supply chain issue kept you from getting life-saving medication they need. Luckily, that's where Jace Medical comes in. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and many other diseases, things that can happen to any one of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular costs. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Again, that's jacemedical.com. Offer code LOCKEDON for $20 off your order. All right, talking about the Nashville Predators, 6-3, or I'm sorry, 5-3. It sure felt like 6-3, didn't it? 5-3 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. One person I do want to give a shout-out to uh, for last night's game is Michael McCarron. Uh, boy, I mean, this is a guy. I mean, we've we've there's been some jokes out there about like all-star Michael McCarron. Let's get McCarron into the all-star game. All this fun stuff. Um, but I really like the way McCarron pushed 
at the end of the game was really when the Preds were down, you could see everybody ice was starting to get frustrated, starting to get off their game, going for big hits instead of just kind of focusing on their play. McCarron came out and I think really re-energized the team late. Two assists uh, within two minutes and in 13 seconds of each other late. He had a big hit, which started the play that led to Phil Tomasino's goal. Uh, he also had a good sort of you know, push in front of the net that led to Gurionov's first goal as a Nashville Predator. Michael McCarron, when he's been out there, you know, by no means is he like a 82 game player or anything like that. But you have noticed that when he's been out there, McCarron has been sort of the energy guy. And Kimmel calls him sort of the vibes guy on the team this year. And now six goals and five assists in just 31 games this year. Michael McCarron is tied for 10th on the team in scoring. He's got the same number of points as Alexander Carrier. And he's got the same number of points as Tyson Berry, who's you know, supposed to be like a dynamic scoring defenseman. I mean, that says a lot about the state of the Preds right now, but I think it is important to shout out McCarron for the hockey that he has played when he's been on the ice this year. You know, A lot of things have gone wrong for a lot of different players, but for McCarron... Uh, has slowly, I think, you know, been playing solid hockey and improved a lot from last season. I think that's another shout out as well. As for the rest of the team, how do we fix the situation in Smashville right now? How it's been for the past, you know, you know, however long the season's been going on, three months or whatever. It's, it's always seemed to just been, you know, a rotating line blender of the same players. Like, you know, Luke Evangelista will be healthy scratch to get his mind right. Uh, and then Cody Glass comes in and then Cody Glass goes out and um, Phil Tomasino comes in. And then Phil Tomasino gets taken out and in comes Yuso Parson in and then he's out and McCarron's in and McCarron's out and, you know, Kiefer Sherwood's back in. And it's just this rotating sort of, you know, of, of the same players. And it's true on defense too, of, you know, the same rotation of players just coming in and out for each game. At this point, it doesn't seem like enough. It doesn't seem like it's going to energize the team. It's kind of like walking on the deck of the Titanic and trying to rearrange the deck furniture, rearrange all the lawn chairs as it's sinking into the, as the sea. That's not fixing the main problem on the Titanic right now. The Predators need to have something to just patch up that hole in the side of the ship. And I think it might be time to start considering some real roster makeover. I mean, first things first, you're probably going to want to make a couple of trades with Tyson Berry and Dante Fabro in the fold, maybe clear some space out to bring somebody like Spencer Stastny, who was just named to the AHL all-star team um, or Mark Del Geiso, maybe give him some more minutes up front. Are you know, at this point, are you completely sold on Trennan being here next year? Are you completely sold on Kiefer Sherwood being here next year? If not, Maybe it's time to either move those guys or take them out of the lineup. Maybe see what you have in a guy like Dennis Gurionov full-time. Maybe see if Joachim Kamel, although he hasn't had the best season, see if he's maybe ready uh, for his first glint of NHL action. Maybe same with, you know, Svechkov or, um, you know, Zachary LaRue. 
Are they ready for an NHL audition? Maybe Afanasiev, who I think has played a lot better in Milwaukee this season, the past couple of years, maybe he gets another look. You got to start doing something because at this point, you're just kind of taking the same cast and characters in and out of the lineup and hoping a couple days off, hoping a new look will energize them. And it's getting to the point where, you know, it's just kind of the same rotation of guys doing the same problems, you know, or, or, or falling victim to the same problems each game. And I think, you know, you have to look to Milwaukee and you have to see, okay, what do we have in Afanasiev? What do we have in Kemmel? Is Spencer Stastny ready for a full-time, you know, maybe top four role on defense? Is Mark Del Geizo ready to take that next step? These are questions I think that Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett need to start getting some answers to. And I think it starts with giving some of these guys auditions you know, I was, you know, the conventional wisdom would say after the trade deadline, but the way the Predators have been playing, maybe it's time to go ahead and pull that trigger now. If you're ready to make some decisions on some of these guys, if you know Tyson Berry is not going to be on this team, if you know that you're not sold on Dante Fabro or Alexander Carey, whoever the Predators, you know, decide to part with, if you know you're maybe not going to bring back Yakov Trenin. Maybe go ahead and move some guys, or if you know you can't find takers, put them out of the lineup or wave them. Maybe get some new blood out there. Maybe that is what the predators need. We saw it happen last year. Everybody got hurt or traded. You know, half the team got traded, the other half of the key players, like Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg and Roman Yossi, all went down with injuries. And so you basically had to bring up half the Milwaukee Admirals up to the team. And what do they do? They performed admirably down the stretch. No pun intended. They almost helped the Nashville Predators get into a playoff spot. Roman Yossi was a big, or, you know, UC Saros, I should say, was a big part of that in goal. But you still had guys like Evangelista, like, you know, absolutely tearing it up. And Cody Glass and Tommy Novak going head-to-head with some of the NHL's best stars and, you know, either skating right there with them or even outplaying him a couple of shifts. I think it might be time for the Nashville Predators to go down that road because, again, forget the playoff picture for a second. The main focus for the Nashville Predators this year was focusing on their future. Sort out who on this team might be a fit moving forward. Who are players that they can build around? And if you know that there is already some players that you don't think fit that bill moving forward, then maybe it's time to move on from them. And maybe it's time to bring in guys who you think might fit that bill. We'll see what happens with the Nashville Predators. They have two days off. Then they go to Dallas uh, on Friday. And then they come back Saturday for a home game with the New York Islanders, a tough team, a team in a playoff spot right now. If the Predators lose that game, they'll be at 500 for their home record this season, flirting with a disastrous mark they haven't hit in 22 years. We'll see if they can avoid that. For now, though, thank you for making the Lockdown Predators podcast your first listen of the day. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.